0: welcome back everybody to the nosebleed sports podcast i am chris witt and with me as always is mr adam schmidt adam how are you today sir
1: i'm spectacular i'm excited because it actually looks like we're we have a little bit of like production quality uh to our podcast now because we have backgrounds which is probably the simplest thing to you can possibly do on zoom but i just now figured it out and then I should, and, and then you saw that I had a, a, a background and then it took you like two seconds to, to figure it out yourself. <laughs> and it took me, I've looked into that like three times.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 it, I got lucky. I, I sprang upon it with luck, but I'm loving, I'm loving the new digs. It feels good. It feels good. And we got good news that there's, there's really good chance that we could be doing the podcast in studio by the end of the year
1: yeah i i expect you agree so. with that i definitely okay. expect yeah yeah
0: I, i've just been hearing a lot of things and it sounds like we're in with we, that that that's a, a very good possibility we get Adam out of hiding we get him into the new the new digs here at the at the podcast center and uh, we're ready to go
1: i cannot wait uh and i told you that i was doing fine and i didn't ask you how you were doing how are you doing chris
0: Buddy, if I was any better, I'd be twins. Hey, uh,
1: you have twins, so you know all about that. All right, all right, we'll switch
0: it up. How am I doing? Uh, you know, hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit.
1: Like a hair on a biscuit.
0: Hair like a hair in a biscuit.
1: Hair in a biscuit. hanging in there,
0: hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit. Okay.
1: I feel like that could be interpreted many different ways. And we're just going to go with an actual, the first thing that actually came to my mind, which was like a biscuit that you would get from like a, a KFC or something like that. And there's a hair in it. And that's the first thing I actually thought what, of. What, what
0: other I, way, what I, other way could that possibly go?
1: That was the first thing I thought of. And then I thought, well, is that a euphemism for something like it's, He's saying something oh, else. like, What is
0: the biscuit? Like, what's the biscuit? A, yeah. Like, is the biscuit a euphemism for something? But the hair is still a hair.
1: Yeah. Is that a hair in, in, in <laughs> inside the nose with a booger on it or something? I, I, I didn't uh, know what that was. Okay. Sounds know. good. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Just, you know, hanging in there like a hair Just
0: like a hair, in an a edible biscuit.
1: biscuit. <laughs> Just like your everyday regular hair in a biscuit.
0: <laughs> yep. That's right. Okay. All right. On that note, Adam, listen, we got – as we we talk about hair and biscuits – and, and how we're feeling. Um,
1: how is this going to transition?
0: Something broke yesterday. And uh, there's a guy not feeling good. We've got Tiger Woods who was involved in a single car accident, which I keep talking about a single car accident, like making a very big deal about the single car accident. Um, I don't think that's that big of a deal. Uh, single car accidents happen all the time. The big thing is Mr. Tiger Woods uh, rolled the car, flipped it. It's all He's it's all mangled. His knees mangled. His legs mangled. His ankles mangled. He's got he's got fibias and, and rods and, and, and screws and everything you can imagine in, in his legs right now. Um, but yeah, bad news in the in the front. Man, it was a really scary there for a little while. Nobody really knew what was going on.
1: Yeah, rods, garoo as, as what I like thought when I Rod like screw it. that's pretty good um yeah it was it was scary I, I didn't hear it I didn't hear about it until later in the day um and then that's all I've heard about all last night and all day today and uh you know at first it was the, the first thing you hear about is it's it's you know a scary thing it's a like they said a one like you said a one car accident and and he flipped it and it's you know he had multiple fractures in his leg and and you think, oh my gosh! And then you know they they say pretty quickly that he his injuries were non life threatening, which that was the biggest thing. So you know that he's it, not- it was
0: because the car looked mangled, right? And you see that, and we're so close. It's still so close to what happened with Kobe, and you're talking about the one of the top two golfers to ever play the game of golf. Yes. <laughs> you know, you'd easily make it to where. There was during his peak, there was no one that's ever been better at golf than Tiger Woods. And to think about what happened to Kobe, one of the greatest ever. And if that's something horrible, just to think of something horrible, horrible, possibly happening. There's been so much. Over the past year and a half, and uh, it would have been it would have been terrible. I mean, it still is terrible, but it would have been even worse. It could have been even worse.
1: Yeah. It could have been, and we're still getting a lot of information. There's still a lot of information that we're waiting on, sort of, that, um, you know, what exactly did happen. I It seems like the the biggest speculation, which is starting – maybe it's based on something now because I've heard so many people say that, is that he was just going too fast and went around to Ben or whatever and, and lost control of his car. I, I don't think there's any um, – uh, any confirmation on if that's exactly what happened, but from what it sounds like, that was it. Uh, there was no ice. Um, you know, they haven't said anything. It was, it was like, wasn't it like seven o'clock in the morning or something like that? So I don't think I, I, I'm yep. pretty sure that's what it seven was o'clock
0: on his way to a photo shoot at a golf course. And he, uh, I was listening to somebody, I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about how they travel on that road a lot. Is not busy at all with COVID and everything in California, uh, but it is a four-lane highway, and they said it is very, very easy to speed, and so much so that it has uh, it has signs up about braking and and downshifting for truckers and things like that. You know, make sure you're you're, you're slowing down. So there, it's obviously somewhere where it can get bad quick, and it's. I mean, I don't know, you, you can't make any, anything, but a speculation, but it seems like that's, that's what's, that's what happened.
1: Yeah. Uh, so bottom line, like we said, Tiger Woods is okay. He's not, you know, in his life is not in peril or anything like that. But, um, from my, from what I heard today, he's not complete. I was just going to say not completely out of the woods. I didn't, that's, he's not, uh, completely safe, I guess, uh, because of the, the way that He's, his leg broke, I didn't want to do it. I didn't mean to do it, but I, so I didn't, I was going to try not to, but it was, it was coming it's out too easy. It's too easy. It's too easy. So uh, because of the way his, his leg broke and it was a, um, uh, it was an acute fracture. I think when it comes out of the, breaks through the skin, it's actually out. Your bone is compound, outside of your compound body. fracture. Yeah. I, maybe that's it. Um, but uh that there's a greater uh, risk for infection from what I understand when that happens. So uh, just like, I think it was Alex Smith that almost lost first his life and then his entire, and then his leg, they almost had to cut it off Mm -hmm. uh, when the same thing happened to him because it was, it was getting infected or whatever. And they had to, they, he actually had to make a decision whether to amputate or to try to rehab it and just see what happened. And he rehabbed it and, and he's playing football again um yep so that's the thing is people started talking today about you know he's probably you know did we see tiger play his last round of golf is he ever going to play again probably not doesn't sound like it he's gone through so many injuries he's had the back stuff for a long time and it seems like a million back in uh back surgeries and uh, he's had all kinds of different things go on and now this is a, a obviously a major one that's going to take a long time to come back from so
0: i i at this point in time, though, I don't. I mean, right now, it's like with Alex Smith when you know you, whenever nobody even nobody even thought of him coming back. You know, when it first happened, you hear about this, and then he goes through and he almost dies with the infections and all that. Like right now, I feel like like it's 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 more about let's see if we can get Tiger to walk, right? Like let's get Tiger walking. We don't need to worry. I just you know think about what his family just had to go through over this short period of time with this all going on. Hey, golf is last. To be honest, golf's the last thing I'm thinking about. I'm just happy that Tiger's here, and that Tiger can, uh, Tiger can hopefully be able to go to the Masters and wave and say hello to people. I don't care if he ever golfs again. To be honest.
1: Yeah, the the lucky thing is, golf is a game that you can play pretty late into your life. Um, it, mm-hmm. it might be on the Senior Tour or whatever, but so he he might not be playing, you know, against or golfing against the younger guys for, uh, you know, for a major anymore, but whenever he's eligible, I don't know how old you have to be to be on the senior tour, but, um, he's, I don't know, what is he? 45 or something like that now for something mid forties. So if it takes him three or four years to come back and, and he might be able to swing a golf club again and do it well enough to compete with other professional golfers, uh, even if it is on the senior tour, it's still a possibility because it's, it's, he's not in his sixties; he's in his forties, and you yep. know, guys golf into their sixties on that, <laughs> you know.
0: And he's in really good shape for a guy who's forty years old, so healing may be better could, should be better than somebody else in their forties that that happens to. So,
1: so, but you're 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 a huge Tiger fan, right?
0: I love Tiger Woods is. I'm a huge Tiger Woods fan. When Tiger came back, I started watching golf again. When Tiger was gone, I wasn't watching golf. It was Tiger is I, – I Tiger Woods, I'm, I'm a huge – yes, I'm a huge fan of Tiger Woods. We'll just put it that way. When, when he won his that Masters, when he came back and hit that Masters and walked up and gave his kids a hug, we talked about it on this podcast. Mm-hmm. If you didn't cry at that point in time, like if you didn't have a little tear in your eye, that was you know the comeback. Everything that man had been through – was really it was really awesome
1: yeah and, and i missed it and i sort of remember seeing uh maybe a highlight or something i don't know if it was earlier it was like the middle of last year or early early last year or something like that he played in some i don't know if it was like a pro-am thing or something like that with his son I I think he Oh really? I didn't see that. He I, he did he golfed with his son for something. I don't know. Maybe it was a charity thing or something like that. But yeah. Um so yeah, that's that's another thing. And he's so he, he's uh he's definitely uh a dad and you know we don't have to talk about all the stuff that went that happened ten years ago or however long that was now. And um, but I you know, speaking of that, did you see there's apparently a documentary a Tiger Woods documentary? I is it on do you have HBO uh, Max? Yep.
0: Yeah, it's on HBO.
1: It is on it. Okay. So everybody's been talking about it, and um, I haven't seen it. And I it don't is. have. I don't have it. It is
0: really cool. It Did is want, really it? cool. Yeah, I have.
1: Okay. All right. I, I kind of want to see it. Like, I'm not a huge golf guy, and Tiger's fine. He's. I understand he's great, but I'm not like a. He. I didn't have. My, my brother had his, a poster on his okay. wall, but I didn't. I mean, I. And yeah. So. Uh, but I, I would love to hear about, or I would love to watch that uh, documentary because I've heard how good it is. So you're okay if you if Tiger never plays again, if da- Tiger never golf's again, as long as he's good.
0: I, I'd love to see him come back and golf again. But at this point in time, and and we've seen the best of Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. and he could golf forever. I mean, he could do what Jack Nicklaus did and walk up there and you know hit the first. Hit the first tee, hit off the first tee at Augusta every single year. Not play, just walk up there and hit. It. Just, I just want to see the guy be able to walk. Would you put like six screws or whatever it is in your ankle, buddy? You know how long that take? That's going to take some time. Yeah, that's going to, it shattered his ankle. His ankle is He his Twitter. There's a on Tiger's Twitter. There was a statement put out, and it basically totaled everything that happened to him. It had all the. It, all the the doctor terms for all the stuff that happened and it was a lot and that dude he's gonna he's got a lot of rehab coming yep
1: yeah they had to so
0: yeah and to answer your question i'm just happy i'd just be happy to see that dude walking around and and being a person again
1: yeah i i heard that they had to send a nurse to home depot to pick up more screws because he took so many <laughs> they
0: didn't have no in the hospital. ran out of state ran, ran out of stainless steel and had to go get some more huh
1: Sure. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, we, we just wanted to address that and, you know, I, I, maybe if something else, if some big news within this story comes out in the next week, we'll talk about it again next week, but, um, that's, you know, the, the, probably the biggest sports story going on today, uh, the day that we're recording. Absolutely. Had to say something about that. All right. So the, the next thing for us is The NBA All-Star Game. Now, if you don't follow the NBA closely, you might think, well, there's no possible chance that they're playing an All-Star Game this year when regular season games are being canceled because, you know, too many players have COVID or whatever. Nope, they're playing an All-Star Game. So, yeah, oh,
0: sorry, go ahead. ahead. Adam Silver.
1: Yeah, Adam Silver obviously was asked about it and – um, he kind of hemmed and hawed around. And, and basically what I got from it was, you know what, all the decisions we're making are risky because that's just the way everything is right now. It's, it's a risk. Uh, it's, we had to weigh all of our options and we feel like this is the best thing. He said, this is a global, our game is so global. Uh, we, you know, feel like we owe it to the fans to put this on, if we can do it, you know, safely or whatever. And, and he said, obviously, there's going to be a risk involved, but uh, we we think it's the best thing to do. So, you know, it, it certainly is going to is going to come down to money. There's not going to be any fans in the arena. Uh,
0: it, it has already come down to money. Oh, they're not going to be fans? Because now they, they just let 2,000 people in New York. So, Brooklyn, the other night, the the Knicks just had – oh, you're talking about at the All-Star Game. Sorry, I'll um, – just I'm, at uh, I'm jumping game, ahead,
1: which is going to be in Atlanta, uh, mostly because uh, and it wasn't supposed. This was this was the All Star Game that was supposed to be in Indi- Indianapolis this year, and uh, which I I three years ago when they announced it, I had a, a post it note up by my computer at, at my desk at home, just saying All Star Game and a money sign to so that I, to remind me to save up money right to, to try to get a ticket to the get to the
0: All Star game. game yeah.
1: And uh, so uh, I threw that away when COVID started last year or, or, you know, when they were shutting down. Um, So anyway, it's in Atlanta, mostly because that's because TNT puts it on and that's the headquarters, TNT headquarters. So I think that's the easiest way for them to do it. And I guess Georgia or Atlanta, um, their rules are in place so that they aren't supposed to have fans. I don't know if, I don't know if that's the case. Or Hawks games if they're having if they're allowing any fans at all. Um, I don't know, but I'm, I'm I'm thinking probably not because that's uh, from what I understand the mayor kind of had the mayor of Atlanta kind of had a say in that and said we can have it, but we're not having any people there. Yeah. So what is your take? I mean, it, does it make sense to play this All Star game? So
0: I don't think it makes sense to play the All Star game. Um, not. Not real. I mean, and, and it it doesn't matter how you feel about COVID right now. I don't care how you feel about that. The fact is, if you won't like the NBA and you want the NBA to finish a season, it doesn't make sense to bring guys from every single team together, the best players of every team together for a game, which if something breaks out and normally they would quarantine a team. Now you're quarantining the best players in the NBA for two weeks on all these different teams. That is what I don't understand. That makes zero sense to me. Um, Outside of that, I'm glad they're playing it. I'm super. uh, I think they – I love the fact that they're going to give it a try. It just doesn't make sense in the fact that if something breaks out in this – there won't be a superstar playing for two weeks in the NBA. And they're about to go into it. They just released their schedule coming up. And they've got two months to play the second half of the season. And they are going to be playing five games a week. And that is not what these teams are used to. And if you take – that's ten games that you're going to have superstars missing. So it's going to be – that part doesn't make a lot of sense to me. What about you? I already know what you think. You don't I, think they should be playing the NBA season.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, um, I, I, wish they could, I wish there was a way to still do the bubble thing. Cause that worked out really well. Um, you can't, you can't play a whole season there, I guess. Um, but yeah, the, the all-star game is an exhibition and it, and, and as much as I love the all-star game and even more the, the all-star Saturday night with the dunk contest and the three point contest and all that's best stuff. part. Yeah. Um, and, and they are still doing that, and they're trying to They're – Weren't they going to do it at halftime or something they were talking yeah, about? So the skills challenge starts at 630. It's the skills challenge and then the um, the three-point contest after that, and then the all-star game is after the three-point contest. Uh, so the, the all-star game starts at eight, and then the dunk contest is at halftime. So they're trying to get it all in. There's no rookie – uh, whatever they call it now, the, the rookie, the rookie sophomore, sophomore game, game which is then or the U S
0: versus U S versus the world. Yeah.
1: So there's there, that game's not there. So <laughs> all the best players in their first couple years won't be, uh, they will be available for those, uh, first two weeks coming back because, uh, unless, <laughs> unless they go to the strip club or whatever, and, and, uh, for, a for a salad or whatever. No, no,
0: no. no. It's the chicken wings, it's the chicken, chicken wings. <laughs> you gotta get them chicken wings.
1: This drip club chicken wings. So as long as everybody stays away from those, uh, we should be okay. But um, yeah, the, the superstars, like you said, if anything happens and everybody in that game has to be quarantined, then it's going to be rough those first couple of weeks. But I'll tell you what, there's there are plenty of, maybe not superstars, but all-star caliber players that would still be available that aren't going to be at this all-star game.
0: No, people like Devin Booker, DeMar DeRozan, Michael Conley Jr., De'Aaron Fox, Brandon Ingram, Trey Young. The list goes on and on.
1: It does go on and on. As a matter of fact, I have about 15 guys in the East and about 15 guys in the West that I wrote down <laughs> that I think could be on this all-star team. Um, and and that's been the the next biggest story, I think, today uh, around uh, most, at least NBA cities, the snubs. And I, I, I wish snow. I was smart enough to think of a uh, of a better word for it, so that I don't just use the same term everybody else is. But um, I'm not. So, look, th- let's get this one out of the way. Devin Booker was the biggest one. Everybody started screaming about right away. Even all the players were talking about that one. And just a couple hours ago, they announced that he is taking Anthony Davis's place. So Devin Booker is now in the All Star game as a reserve.
0: Devin Booker's in. Devin Booker wasn't even the first person that I had on my list.
1: That's interesting uh, because I, for, for all the attention he's gotten from players and media people and everybody uh, about being the biggest snub, I kind of agree with you. There are a bunch of guys that you could say just as much as him deserve to be. Devin Booker. Devin
0: Booker has been, is obviously he's been, he's been good this year. Um, But with Chris Paul on that team. Chris Paul by far has been the all-star of that team. If you look at his numbers and what he's done for that team this year, if you Chris Paul Chris Paul should be the should be the all-star from that team and I don't know that they're good enough I hate to say that, but I don't know how great they are that they should get two team two guys on. Anyway, what, where are they in the West? I don't even know yeah, where they're, they're even ranked. They're
1: the having West. a really good. They're having a really good season. I I I don't have. That was another question I was going to have for you. I have I have no problem if they have two all stars from that team, um, because they have a better record than the Celtics, and the Celtics have two guys in. Um, but uh, th- that was the other thing. Is uh, does it matter to you? Number one. What it what a team's win loss record is for All Stars, how their team is doing, how much does that weigh in, and and d- does that matter to you? Like how many All Stars you should have? So, the Utah Jazz, you mentioned. So Donovan Mitchell's in, Rudy Gobert's in. Uh, you mentioned Mike Conley Jr. as another guy who is not in, but is another pro- you know probably deserving player. Utah right. Jazz have the best record in the league. Sh- should they have three guys in just because of that, or it, does it matter if they don't have any?
0: Uh, you know what? It's the All Star Game. I should. It's it's not about if you've got anybody. If you're if if you've got more than one or two or three guys, I think it's more about the fact that you've got. If you are a bad team, then you got people not playing well. So, you know there shouldn't be more than one person on that team, or else that team is I don't, or else it doesn't make sense on why that team's not doing any good. It, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, I i I I'm kind of on the fence about that. I don't feel like it should matter. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, the Spurs are having a much better season than most people anticipated. Uh, and they're like fourth, fourth or fifth, I think in the, I think they're fourth in the West and they don't have anybody. Um, so that's, that's, I think one of the better examples and most people are saying, well, DeMar DeRozan deserves it. Yep. If you look at his numbers, yeah, he probably does, but join the club, join the list, uh, of
0: exactly the list is long. Now my,
1: everybody. my,
0: so I'll tell you the one, the one guy that I would put in there, uh, that I think should <laughs> probably had the biggest is Trey young. I feel like Trey young, um as a I mean he is the leader of the of that team. There's no you know he by far, he he has more points per game, more assists per game, and like two less rebounds per game than Paul George. Uh so I don't, you know, I, I'd i be halfway okay if, if PG didn't make it and Trey Young made it. That's the whole thing. We decided we talk about this. If, if you're gonna make a make a case for somebody, come back and tell you gotta figure out who they're going to replace because paul george is, i mean paul george paul george paul is having a great year but where do you you've got to find it a lot of people were talking about rudy gobert because you know rudy gobert is more of rebound and defense right and, and 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 people talk about that but he's literally i think he's like one is he is he third in defensive efficiency or something like that in the entire league like the dudes
1: yeah
0: like that's if that if 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 we're just all of a sudden going to stop talking about defense, then, you know, this this league is going to be a 150 point scoring league every game. Nobody wants that. So I think it's good that they give a guy like Rudy Gobert a chance to be in that all-star game for what he's done specifically on the defensive end. So I'm totally good with the Rudy Gobert deal.
1: So you think you're saying Rudy Gobert should not be in? Should be on. I'm good with I mean,
0: him being in there. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. So he he is a reserve. Yeah. So yeah. um. So you have. I mean, you said Trey Young, and I actually agree. If I if I was gonna really push for anybody, it's probably Trey Young. Um, that's where that whole thing. You know, Atlanta is not a good team. Uh. So no. how much does that matter? Do, you know? Should he? If he individually, if his stats individually are a little bit better than somebody else who made it whose team is better uh, should that matter or should it just kind of go by stats the your individual this is an basically an individual uh, award kind of uh, you are being your team's not being voted into the all-star game you are being voted in so um, right so in that case then it should be an individual and then you mentioned so you mentioned Trey Young for for Paul George that's that's an eastern conference and western conference should that that's no, oh, I didn't
0: even pay attention to that. But, ah, that's my fault,
1: but no, no, but that, that's that's exactly what I was that helps me bring this point up, too. If you're going to do it, and we I think we've talked about this the last couple years, probably since they started doing it this way. If you're going to have you know vote Eastern Conference and Western Conference separately, but then put all those players in a pool and have two the two leading vote getters pick from any one of those players. Then it's not Eastern Conference versus Western Conference anymore. So then it shouldn't matter. So then you should be able to do a Trey Young over Paul George if you want to do that swap. Um, That's not the way I'd be interested to
0: see. I'll be interested to see um, Zach Levine and Jason Tatum's numbers. I didn't, I, I have to look at their numbers, but I'm sure I could make it. I'm sure if you gave me three minutes, I could make a case for trey young over either jason tatum or zach levine julius I, randall a lot of people are giving him giving him crap but i mean julius randall's had a fantastic season and that Knicks team is going to be a playoff team for the first time in 475 years
1: yeah yeah julius randall is having an awesome year i'm really glad to see him to see that he made it he's i think he definitely deserves it um you know, there are guys that average more points or whatever, like Trey Young averages 27 and Julius Randle averages 23. But Julius Randle gives you 11, uh, 11 rebounds and five and a half assists a game. And he's shooting like 40% from three, which is outstanding. He – I think I saw um, he made – it was like 31 threes through his first four seasons, and he's made 57 already this year alone. Uh wow. So he, he improved his shooting – like crazy and I, I i've been a big julius randall fan for since he got into the league i love i love at, at,
0: at kentucky that kid was fun to watch at kentucky because he's he was a hard he played hard all the time and he'd get physical when he needed to get physical and he could play with the ball in his hands when he needed to i loved him at kentucky
1: he was kind of the first zion williamson i mean he he has that yeah kind of yeah same style i guess uh zion is is ahead of julius randall as far as how good of a player he is and zion's another guy he, he he's one of the uh western conference reserves and there are other people you can probably argue over zion brandon ingram his own teammate you could probably make an argument for brandon ingram over zion to to be in the all-star game i'm glad zion's in because i love i love watching the guy play um, yeah hopefully they match up that would be cool to see zion and uh, julius randall match up against that each other be in the all-star game um so anyway, uh, so yeah, well, you want to talking... see the
0: defense, you want to see who play? you want to see those two play defense against each other. Cause if that's what you're looking for, you're not going to get it in the all-star game.
1: <laughs> you're right. I'm not, that's the worst part <laughs> about the all-star game, but we might, we might have,
0: what's, what's the over under on the game? Was is it, is it 400 yet? Have they got to, <laughs> have they got it to 400? I mean, they've been scoring 180 uh, for the last few years. Is it going to get to 400?
1: It's, I, I mean, I, It wouldn't be that surprising, Um, but they are doing that Elam ending thing now uh, for the second year in a row where at the end of the third quarter, uh, you add, I forget how they did it. Um, They added like 27 points or whatever it was to the leading teams total. And then the first, the first team to that number. Uh, wins and and we saw it was I think Anthony Davis hit like a free throw to win the game or something yeah uh, the, a free throw to win the game which which was a little anticlimactic but what led up to that was really exciting it was they knew right the the you know so like you're not doing that you know if you kind of get close you foul and all that kind of stuff I think that's kind of to to uh, stop from that happening which wouldn't happen in the all-star game anyway I was just say it's not gonna happen in
0: the all-star game anyway
1: but it was exciting, though, when you get that number, and teams are like playing—you know, kind of playing a little bit harder on defense. I think to try to try to get stops so that they can catch up and then be able to battle for that number rather than playing against the clock. Um, so they are doing that again this year. I—I I don't think we know who's who's in the dunk contest, three-point contest, or skills challenge yet. Uh, so that's that's yet to be announced. Um, so. Before we're, we're done with this, do you have anybody that you really want to make that argument for? I mean, do you want to say Trey Young definitely over Jason Tatum or Zach Levine or do you have? I, I feel
0: like I feel like Trey Young should be in this game. <clears throat> and if I'm going to put him in, I mean, I'm probably going to try to make a case against Zach Levine because I could probably do a better job. Uh, because Jason Tatum is one of my favorite players to watch. So I kind of want Jason Tatum in there too. And Jason and, and Zach Levine has become a phenomenal score in Chicago. So, I mean, like, like we said, if you're not going to make an argument and, and I could make an argument, but I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let, I'm going to let it go. I'm good with what they did. I probably would rather see somehow them get, the name Trey Young in there just because of who he is and in an in a 100 percent offensive game to see the kind of weird crazy shots he would throw up and make in a game would be kind of fun you know to see the Steph Curry half court shots him that him and maybe would would go back and forth with would be enjoyable but now nah, I'm good let's do it let's keep it the way it is everybody stop complaining we're good
1: my memory, is, my memory is terrible, but didn't Trey Young win the uh, Skills Challenge a couple years ago? Or maybe even last year?
0: I don't know. It seems like big guys are the only ones that win the Skills Challenge anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Or maybe it was the year they – didn't they team them up? They had, uh, like, teams or – I forget. But um, – so maybe Trey Young will be in the three-point contest or the or the Skills Challenge or something like that. Uh, but I, I'm with you, though. I, I wanted to um, – I wanted to find somebody to make a case for and against to, to swap out. I just can't, I just can't find a guy that I think shouldn't be in there because somebody else deserves it more. I think if one of these
0: dudes, if one of these guys were in there, whoever they took the place of, we'd be fighting like hell for that guy to be in the game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I have, you know, I have 20, 25 guys in each league that I think should be all-stars like even uh, be, at least between the reserves and the guys who didn't make it. Right. Uh, so anyway, I, I, you know, Trey young definitely has been mentioned uh, several times. Demonta Sabonis is the guy who's, whose name uh, quite a few people have talked about should be in there. Um, somebody said him over Vucevic and somebody said, no
0: way that Vucevic kid, that, that dude, is that guy, I could make a case for him to be a starter.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, I mean, it would have to I know. be over. No, I'm, that's going a little. Made, <laughs> I yeah, know what you it's mean. not happening. But what I I'm, what I'm
0: saying is is, is is, that guy deserves it as much as anyone on either one of those lists.
1: And, and that's exactly what we're talking about. That's We're just going to keep coming back to that. Um, but, you know, uh, there might be a couple. Actually, who knows? A bunch of these guys might back out. And they're probably going to get fined or in some sort of trouble because the NBA is going through the trouble of putting this thing on. They want everybody to be there. No
0: way. No, you can't. The NBA is – I guarantee there is no way the NBA will find any of these guys if they say they don't want to be in this because of COVID. There, no, are you kidding me? That goes against every COVID rule there is out there. There is no chance that the NBA would win against the Players Association if a player says he doesn't feel comfortable with playing in that game.
1: Yeah, you're right. And also, you they can just do what guys have done in basketball and baseball, and probably football for years and years, and just say, "Oh man, I've got this nagging injury. I've been playing through. I really need this weekend to to let it rest, uh, and just claim claim a, a, an injury or something like that."
0: You won't even have to this year. Just say you're not comfortable with the COVID thing. Doesn't make any sense why we're bringing. 30 teams together on a court and having an opportunity for the best players to not be able to play doesn't make any sense at all with the rules they have in place. for if you are in contact with someone with COVID because of those rules that they have, it makes zero sense to play this game. It may, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I'm totally in for it. And, COVID or no COVID, I'm like, go ahead, let's go get let's go, let's go play. But with the rules they have in place with contact tracing, they could screw their league up for two weeks.
1: You're right. But I, I I'm sure that everybody's gonna have to get tested two or three or four or five times when they get to Atlanta before they get into I'm sure they'll probably do some sort of a bubble thing in Atlanta specifically for that. That would make sense to do because you only got to be there yeah, for a couple but, days. But if you got it the
0: day before you came or the day you're there
1: or something like that, you get test negative right before all,
0: and then all the way they do a test right before the game starts. You're out there playing when the test comes back and they're like, "Oh, we got to get him off the court." Well, he's already been in contact with every dude out there.
1: Yeah, it, it could. Um, I'm sure. Look at Justin,
0: look at the, look at uh, the guy for the Dodgers. Um,
1: Justin Turner. Justin
0: Justin Turner pulled out in the middle of the game because mm-hmm. his right his his day of test came back negative in the fifth inning, sixth inning. He comes out of if if they play five sevenths of a game in this NBA All Star game, every single one of those guys will have to sit out for two weeks.
1: Yeah. Uh, so ho- hopefully they'll be okay. Though um, the guys that are going, I tell you, some of these, especially these first time guys. It's so cool when they get like their families and stuff involved in, in telling them yeah. Julius Randles is, is yeah. right before, or like maybe even during the, the, their game, they had his mom up on the jumbotron and she's talking to him and stuff. Um, and announcing that, and they did the same thing with uh, Zach Levine. They had him, they told him that he was going to, did you see that? They told him he was, he was coming on a zoom call with uh, some national media people and he got on there and they, they set it up so that his parents came on, they, they announced like, this is so-and-so from, uh, you know, Atlanta, uh, right. whatever, some, some publication there. And then his parents came up and they, and he was like, Oh, my oh that's God. cool. And they, yeah. And they talked for a few minutes and then they did this. And then they did it right after they got done talking to them, they stayed on, but then, um, they said, okay, so this next person is this so-and-so media member. And they brought up uh was Jamal Crawford. So I guess those two are pretty close. Um, and so Jamal Crawford just got on there to congratulate him, or whatever. So that that's cool.
0: cool. I'm I'm happy for Zach Levine in that case because of the fact that that dude's been in every All Star game forever and never got to play in the All Star game.
1: <laughs> and I'm I'm pretty sure he said he is not doing the dunk contest this year. So yeah, after,
0: after last year, he said he wasn't going to do it anymore. I do remember him saying that. Yeah.
1: Um, so anyway, that that I I love that stuff. Um, we could go over all the guys that we think should be in there but like we said you can't say he should be in there unless you say who he's taking the place of and we don't have any of those so i say it's time to move into uh our mount rushmore for the week
0: i love it let's get into mount rushmore bud this was one of my this is a really good this was really good one uh that that you came up with after we did the adam sandler uh the mount rushmore of adam sandler movies adam Adam has been thinking about the Mount Rushmore of Will Ferrell movies um, ever since. So here we are Mount Rushmore of Will Ferrell movies. Adam, I thought this was pretty easy. This was easy for me, to be honest. It was way easier than I thought it was going to be. They have, he's got so many movies that are phenomenal and that are great. But there's only, there's four that set them, there's probably five that set themselves apart. But four of them were automatics for me. So I'll go ahead and go first. So <laughs> these are in specific order. Um, old school, my all-time favorite Will Ferrell movie. Uh, Anchor Man second and i just put all the anchor men together the both of them or what it just it's it's anchor man uh and then in no particular order at the bottom step brothers and alf 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 <laughs> <laughs> going back to the 80s
1: here He was, was he alf he would have been a great alf <laughs> he would have been a great alf <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah he he loves eating cats and um whatever oh, other alf things that i can't Remember yeah. now, but um, <laughs> I did. I loved that show, all right. So, uh, you're right, and I wasn't sure if we were counting old school or not. I couldn't remember because he was one of the guys in that, he, he was
0: absolutely school. a prominent character in, in old school. He was one of the four guys, Frank the Tank.
1: He was, yep.
0: He wasn't just some dude, he wasn't, it wasn't like wedding crashers, he was one of the four guys, or three guys, yeah. Yeah, one of the three guys. It was three him. Guys, yeah. yeah, him, uh, Vince Vaughn, and and uh, Owen Wilson. Wilson, the other Wilson, or not Owen? Yeah, it's his Luke, brother, Luke. Wilson. Luke Wilson. Yeah, uh,
1: and whoever we said we had the whole uh, Wilson brothers uh, jokes going on a few weeks ago. I can't remember what yes. those were about, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could remember that. All right. Uh, so so this is all right. So in that case, it might. Change something for me but my first two were automatic anchorman and Step Brothers to me are, are top two for sure so
0: so you didn't have him in because on the old school side of things
1: well i wrote it down with a question mark because i couldn't remember if we had talked about last week that because we we said for sure that he didn't count in um in wedding crashers Right. Even though he was the funniest part of that whole movie,
0: Um, he was by far the funniest part of the whole movie.
1: But that didn't count because he didn't even show up until an hour into the thing. Um, So in that case, so I had Anchorman. I'm just going to tell you, I had Anchorman, Step Brothers, Talladega Nights, and I went semi-pro.
0: I liked semi-pro, and Talladega Nights was good. Talladega Nights was good. I got it up there. Zoolander was the one that I left off because I thought old boy was hilarious in Zoolander. I just didn't like the movie all that much. I thought the movie was out there. But his character on that was by far the funniest part of that movie.
1: I've never seen Zoolander from start to finish. I've I've, I've seen it. I've seen it.
0: Bits and pieces and all that stuff.
1: But so I didn't have that on my list, but I mean, I also had, I was really, really close on the campaign. Um, his character wasn't yeah. as funny as he is in some other things, but the movie's so funny to me. And really that's yep. more Zach Galifianakis was unbelievable in that movie, but just that, that, those two <laughs> are a dream team for me. So I, I just wrote it down as another one. The other guys, did you ever see the other guys?
0: I've um, never seen the other guys. That was one that I was looking at full house I've seen Full House. that was that was pretty funny for what the movie was. Have you seen that? No. Where yeah. they turn him oh, and yeah, they're trying Sagit, to make some money. And John yeah, and... make, they go, they go to put they are trying to no not that. They're trying to make money to send their kids the whatever so they basically turn their house into a into a uh, casino. It's ah. it's hilarious. And the daddy's home I mean, come on, man! Those were hilarious.
1: Never saw. But I them. thought
0: Mark Wal- thought Mark Wahlberg was funnier in those. Which is, you know, that whole dynamic was fun though. Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, the dynamic those two played in that move in those movies were absolutely hilarious. Get hard with Kevin Hart.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Had that on my list.
0: That was a good one. Oh, I I love that. That was uh. That was that was pretty funny for a, <clears throat> but it, it still did not compete with any of the ones that we have at the top
1: I, so what, did you end up putting old school in there or no you know I, I if old school is eligible then you know what no I'm sticking with my four
0: wow old school is my old school is one of my all-time favorite movies
1: mine too absolutely mine too uh, and he's funny no like- no I mean
0: like so, if it's one of your all time favorite movies, is Talladega Nights one of your all time favorite movies?
1: No, but this is. I, We're I talking about
0: like, Will Ferrell in the movie.
1: I, yeah, to me, that's what it kind of yeah. is for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I got. Snoop. But we said Will Ferrell movies. So it really should probably be the movie itself that Will Ferrell is in. But I don't know. I just went with these. And, and I, I, I'm a little partial to Semi Pro probably because it's a basketball movie. And yeah, it's. um. I just, I think it's one of his, his more underrated movies. I I don't feel like people talk about semi-pro a lot when they're talking about Will Ferrell movies. And I thought it was really funny. So, Um, and tons of really good cameo appearances in that. Um,
0: When that movie came out and he went on David Letterman in, in, uh, in the basketballs. Oh my God. That was funny.
1: I'll tell you what, uh, going through his, (laughs) pulled up his IMDB page, just to, you know make sure i wasn't forgetting anything and the list is 10 million miles long because of all his appearances on so many on every single talk show you could ever imagine yeah and appearances in every show you can imagine even if it's like yep. one guest spot on uh, you know uh one episode of a show he's been in everything and he is always he steals the show every time and he's so funny yeah and i'll tell you what he's he's so good at kind of playing the straight guy but he's he like he plays the serious guy a lot of times but he's so funny just i don't know i can't explain why he's so funny sometimes because he'll say stuff that i think a lot of other people i feel like i've said this before a lot of other people can say and for some reason because it's coming out of him it's, it's way funnier
0: It's just the way that he that he puts it out there. You can see it in his eyes. It's it's the seriousness about something funny. That's why that seriousness is so good, because what what he's saying is stupid, funny. And he says it seriously. So (laughs) it's even more funny.
1: You watched uh, Eastbound and Down, didn't you?
0: not a ton of it i i probably okay. i saw the first saw the first couple episodes and then i watch one every now and then
1: he played a character a recurring character I, he might only been in three or four episodes but oh my god unbelievable i love so to find see those that. find all those uh clips from from the times he was on that show on youtube it's so funny um but uh have I, you I seen
0: out- the speaking of eastbound and down did you see when he played every position in one yeah. day Yes. Uh, In the minor or in the, in spring training.
1: I love that. That was pretty cool. Love it. Um, The only other one I think that we haven't mentioned yet that I wrote down was blades of glory. Yes, I forgot about that. Him
0: and uh, the guy from uh, the geek from uh, Napoleon
1: dynamite,
0: Napoleon dynamite. John heater. Yes. That was a, uh, that was good when they had to do some kind of. They had to do that move, and and they. I can't remember what the move was called, but I they kept practicing. They weren't going to do it, and they like set up a dummy on a rope, and he kept slicing the dummy's head off. He <laughs> yeah. to <with his> skate. <laughs> the kid, yeah. that, that kids looking at like, absolutely not. I am
1: not doing that. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, so the only thing, the only other thing that jumped out at me, and this doesn't have anything to do with the, you know, the funniest Will Ferrell movies ever. But I'm trying to remember what role he played in Austin Powers. He was in Austin Powers. What? I don't remember the
0: original. What? Well, not the original. The
1: original Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. I'm pretty sure. It was yeah. It was ninety nine. I'm I'm pretty sure that was the year it came out. So he was in that in '99. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the little red uh, goofy hat. Um, he was an assassin. He tried to kill Austin Powers. Um, he tried to kill. He was one of the guys Doctor Evil sent to kill Austin Powers. Hmm. He was Mustafa. That was his name in it. Mustafa.
1: I have yeah. to. I have to go back and. Check. I do
0: remember that now. God, he did play little silly stuff like that all the time.
1: And, and the one thing that I thought was really funny to see was one of his first acting credits in 1995, he was on an episode of living single. What? Yeah. Yeah. No I, I, way. The episode was called like the annoying neighbor or something. So I don't know if he played the annoying neighbor, but. Oh, he um, would
0: play that so well. Yeah. He would play that so well.
1: Living single. Oh.
0: Austin Powers is driving. Oh, you can't see because of his background.
1: Oh, Mustafa
0: was behind him. That's him behind him in there. He's shooting. At oh,
1: him okay.
0: He's trying to kill him. He had this goofy red hat on. Huh. Anyway. Yeah. Totally forgot there about you go. That. So if you're, that was great podcast for, if you were watching that, but. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, that's right. Yeah. If you're, if you're listening, just hit the uh, 30 second forward button or whatever it is.
0: Yes, exactly. So. <laughs> uh that being said now i'm just now now i gotta know where this when he was on uh living single because that i'm gonna watch that episode if i can watch that episode of living single
1: i know i gotta find that um okay so anyway while you're looking for that we have our will Farrell mount rushmore uh so we we shared what do we do we had the anchor man. And stepbrothers. I think those were the only two that we had in common, right? Because you had Anchorman, Step Brothers, Old School, and Elf. Yeah, so we had Anchorman right. and Step Brothers yep. in common there. All right, so we go from one funny man to another, and we did something a little bit different again this week. And I know I, I, I said it last week, but. Whenever we, whenever I've I've tried to do something other than just a regular stand-up special, it hasn't gone great. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We've
0: not that it hasn't gone great. I just didn't enjoy it.
1: Just didn't enjoy it. So, but that's part of part of what we're doing here. Sometimes we pick stuff that you know, pick uh, comedians that neither one of us have seen yet, or you know, specials that neither one of us have seen, and so it's new for both of us. But Usually if I, if I know somebody and I don't know if you know them or not, I pick them because I think they're good and I want you to see them because I think you're going to like it because I want you to like right. it. So, but, uh, last week I picked the Patrice O'Neill, the documentary about Patrice O'Neill uh, that was on comedy central this past week. So, uh, called killing is easy. Uh, do you want to start Chris? Just give your thoughts. So
0: I guess I never realized uh, how the word depressed is the right word, even though he used it a ton of times, but how, I mean, I knew the dude was a little different, but I still just always saw him as just a, another comic, right? Like he was a, he was just a really funny comedian. Um, but this dude was definitely different. And once again, these comedians come up in these groups. It seems like all the best comedians have these like comedic groups that they hang out with at all these places. And this was no different. Kevin Hart and and uh, Quinn, whatever his name is, I don't even know his name. And uh, that tells you how great it is. But uh, every one of them are real, really good comedians to this day. And. And they all basically said that he was the best out of all. Like he was by far the best. There was nobody any better. It was not even close.
1: Yeah. When when Bill, so, Burr, when Bill, Burr, Bill Burr is yeah. one of your best friends and you come up with him and he is among that group, probably the best one. And you had Bill Burr, Bobby Kelly, Dane Cook. Dane uh, uh, Cook, Jim that Burr, was the
0: other one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jim those, Norton.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you're right. All those guys say Patrice was the best. Um, so that, that's really impressive. Uh, so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, to steal your thunder there. Go ahead.
0: No, you just helped me with names that I can never come up. I can never think of as I'm, as I'm uh, talking. Anyway, I, I really like, I love documentaries, right? I get into documentaries all the time about people or or biographies or whatever you want to call them. I love getting into seeing like all the behind the scenes stuff. And I'm going to tell you the thing I took away the most from this entire, from this entire thing, the entire show was uh, his relationship with his stepdaughter and how the stepdaughter walked out and said, came out after he died and said, I want to speak at Patrice's funeral because I want everyone to know, everybody's going to talk about his comedy and funny guy this, but I. everybody needs to know how great of a dad he was. And I was like, man, that is that's the stuff that, you know, that that's the stuff that hits home to you. You know, as much as that dude joked about his, you know, his girlfriend and his and his stepdaughter and blah, 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 whatever, everything. You know what I mean? Uh, And and then you hear that and you're like, man, this was just a he was just a good dude. He he didn't exactly know where he was going in this comedy thing. I don't think he really ever had an idea it seemed like he didn't really have an idea, because he was so mean. Maybe to all the—I guess—is the way you put it—to all the producers and directors of all these things that they wanted him to be in, and he would be in them for a little bit, and that would be it. And he would—he—he he burned a ton of bridges because he wanted to do things his way or the highway, and and couldn't take direction from anybody. But in the end, the dude was—he was—he was. He was, he was besides being super funny, was uh, was a hell of a guy. So, I don't know. I don't know. It, it sucks that uh, that the guy couldn't take care of himself a little bit better. I know he did, what did you say, three years of being a vegan? You can do three years of being a vegan, but if you let that diabetes, you that diabetes take hold of you for your, since you knew it since he was, what, in his 20s or something and never did a thing about it until he was almost 40? Mm-hmm. Man,
1: sucks yeah um the the thing that that jumped out to me the most was you know whenever somebody passes away people always say nice things about them almost always right yeah this was one of the few people that you heard even his friends say not a very nice guy actually kind of a jerk kind of a jerk in in those
0: but it depended on the situation right like every one of them had had these phenomenal memories and great things to say about him but when it came to comedy and when it came to you know movies and show that kind of stuff yeah the guy was kind of a, he was kind of a dick to everybody
1: he was and but you know those guys that were that were closest to him i mean there are a bunch of stories about you know comics coming up after him who were terrified of him and he was he was mean to everybody you know when he was in the same room he would like basically taunt them and and you know just say things like oh god this is oh you don't belong here like he would just tell people that threw phone
0: books up at kevin hart while he was up there <laughs> yeah
1: yeah um so it, it, that was interesting to me that you know he 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 was kind of known. It seems like he was had a reputation of, of being a jerk and a lot of people didn't, didn't love him. Um, but he had his close friends, uh, that he was with and he started out in Boston with those guys with Bill Burr and and Bobby Kelly and those guys. And, uh, and then when they went to started going to New York, then he, they, you know, they started hanging out with the, with, you know, Keith Robinson and Jim Norton and, and Rich Voss and all those guys. And, um, and they all loved him, but it was like they were constantly like breaking each other. You had to like, be on
0: your toes. Yeah, yeah, that's you had to be on your toes. But if you're a comedian, your your whole life is to be up there messing with people. Like that's if you got a group of you guys together, I couldn't even imagine how you bet. I mean, this, talk about thick skin, people like you. You better have like steel skin. Like it's yeah. got to be that thick
1: with him. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. Comedians talk all the time about how that's one of the, their favorite parts of the job is the hang. You know, they talk about yeah. hanging out, you know, at the, uh, at the uh, cellar or whatever, upstairs of the cellar or or wherever at these clubs and the green rooms and stuff like that. And, and just sitting there, you know, drinking and eating and, and just like, just messing with each other constantly. And <laughs> Bill Burr even said, it became like a job. Every time he knew he was going to see, which was most nights, he knew he was going to yeah. see Patrice. He had to come up with like five comebacks before he got there. Before he ever got there. Because <laughs> as soon as he walked in, Patrice would just be like, Oh God, why are you even here? He <laughs> <laughs> would have to have something to come back. So um, it does. It sounds like that's uh, most comedians, one of their favorite parts of the job, but he was so over the top and guys even said he would cross the line uh, and that's hard to do to comedians. Comedians, most of them think you can't cross a line. There's not even a line. Right. And, and at least those, those guys. And um, but they, they said he would even cross the line sometimes. And it was um, which is, is, is crazy to think about, but like you said, aside from all that, you know, they, they talked about, everybody talked about that and they talked about, but we loved him. He was so much fun. He was so good. We learned all the time because just by watching him, because he was so good. Um, and and yeah, you're right. He was, uh, he was a, uh, uh, just had the word and it's gone now, but like he wanted to do everything differently. He didn't want to do anything the way that anybody else wanted him to do it. And, he
0: had his way. And if you wanted to do it differently, then he didn't want to be doing it with you.
1: Yeah right um so and that i mean he he was successful i mean he he might have been he might he probably would have ended up being more successful if he stuck around if he was healthy and still alive obviously um
0: after because i'm gonna tell you right now that's special so i watched it i watched the special afterwards so did like I. it came on comedy central afterwards and and that was one of the i mean that's as funny as a as special as i've ever seen that guy is good that guy was and uh i think it was jim norton who was saying when he got that hour special through comedy central when he got that special and and went up there and did it jim norton's like he put it all together that was the first time he's seen it that was it was him at his prime he he that he had put it all together if he could have gotten two or three more of those we'd be talking about him forever
1: yeah yeah, because it was only like, was it like 10 months later after that special release yeah. that he that he yeah. died or or uh had a stroke? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I, I Elephant in the Room, by the way, was the was the name of the special that he did. It was really, really funny. Um I don't know. I I I wrote down a couple of notes for just from like jokes that I saw of his throughout <laughs> the thing. And, um <laughs> he was talking about like when he first started he would he would talk about uh, like the, the really mean subjects all the time um but he talked about fat people and he talked about uh like organized like being a like people wanted him to like be a, be the leader for fat people or something yeah. like what are you gonna do march <laughs> the million pound march <laughs> million pound march what am i malcolm xxl <laughs> <laughs> um anyway that <laughs> i wrote i wrote that down from that and then i wrote uh restaurant because he was talking about and that's from elephant let me tell you
0: that that there that joke from the from his special mm-hmm. the typing joke right and then it led into being able to have a gun to his mom's head and you got to be able to spell restaurant uh for her to survive let me tell you that restaurant is the one word I don't think I've ever in my life spelled correctly. Every time it's read that familiar. Familiar is another one for me. I never spell familiar right. Uh, what was the other one here? Tomorrow. <laughs> Everyone he had up there, I was like, yes, that's right. And then he said banana. B-A-N. Like seven of them and then oh my God, I was dying laughing he got that gap tooth going and uh he
1: was he was was good good. uh all right well i'll tell you what i I guess we have to rate
0: it though don't we We yeah i was gonna
1: say yeah we got a hot how many are you gonna give it is is it how funny it is or just how much how good you thought it was
0: this has got to be about how good the special was
1: I agree with you. I'm going to say I'm going to give this a – I'm going to give this a
0: a 4.6. I'm going to give it a five. I'm going to give it the most you can give it. This is the best. This was – there wasn't a bad part of the special. I'm doing that because it wasn't a comedy special. If it was if we were rating the Elephant in the Room comedy special, I'd be around a 4 to 4.2. Oh. But if we're doing since we're doing the the uh whatever the show was called, whatever the the documentary or whatever on it was, that's what we watched, then I'm going to go with uh I'm going to go with a 5 because it was awesome. I learned more learn more during that hour than I ever could have dreamed about that dude.
1: Yep. I I would like to see more documentaries about comedians. Um, All right. So congratulations uh, to you and to the podcast on the very first five, either one of us has ever given, I think.
0: Wow. There you go. Yeah.
1: I think so there you go. Five, uh, although five with an asterisk, right?
0: Oh, without a doubt.
1: Live with an asterisk, maybe Bill Crystal make a movie about it someday. Um.
0: <laughs> All right, so that brings us to we've got a I've got I get I get to decide the comedy segment for next week, and I get to decide the Mount Rushmore. So I'll start with the comedy segment. Brand new on Netflix, just came out. Brian Regan on the Rocks. I know Adam's excited about it. He just lost an arm. He's so excited. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, he's got no arms right now. Just One arm, no arms, just a head. Uh, this is this is my new favorite thing that we have on the on the podcast, by the way. So uh, we're going to do Brian Regan on the rocks, and I have to also come up with a Mount Rushmore. So uh, my Mount Rushmore. Is going lumber,
1: lumber companies in the Hyde Park area?
0: Uh, there's only one brother.
1: Oh, it's
0: a winner. Right, so forget winter, about winner chicken one. dinner. Yep, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, let's say, can we go with um, I want to do the Mount Rushmore of Sacramento Kings.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. All right, so here's my question about this. All right. The Sacramento Kings were a franchise in two or three other places before they went to Sacramento. Does all of that count, or just since they've been in Sacramento?
0: That depends. Where were they in what years and stuff like
1: that? Well, they were in Cincinnati. They were the Cincinnati Royals.
0: Oh, that's where the Royals came from? That's where the Royals so didn't were. didn't even know that. If that's the case, no, just Sacramento Kings.
1: Just Sacramento Kings. Okay, I like that. Yeah. I'm excited because I'll tell you the Sacramento Kings of the early and mid two thousands. Some, one of my favorite teams ever.
0: Real. Oh, so, uh, well, of course, as a Michigan, as a Michigan fan, uh, the Chris Weber, Chris Weber years were obviously some of your favorites.
1: The Chris Weber Kings. Uh, Is
0: Chris Weber, the greatest Sacramento King?
1: I guess you'll have to tune in next week to find out.
0: Oh, well done. Well done with the cliffhanger. Man, on that note, as far as I'm concerned, this is easy. Brian Regan on the rocks. The, the I don't even know where I came up with Sacramento Kings. I have nothing in here that says Sacramento <laughs> Kings. I was trying to think of the most off-the-wall team that you can't just automatically think of a Hall of Famer right off your head. So, uh, Brian Regan on the rocks, Mount Rushmore, greatest Sacramento Kings of all time. Until then, don't forget to turn your headlights on.